Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is a championship Sunday on the beautiful beaches of San Diego. Welcome to this championship Sunday edition of TC Live on Tennis Channel. A half-hour pregame show to get you set for the championship match in San Diego between Cam Norrie of Great Britain and Casper Ruud of Norway. On today's edition of TC Live, we'll get to all the highlights, interviews, and analysis from a full day of tennis already today from Europe and Chicago. Servbot swag. It started out as a derisive insult. Now it's a brand. We'll talk about that in a minute. And best of the best, great shots from a great week of tennis on three different continents. Hey everybody, welcome inside our TC Live studios. Rob Simulcare, Chanda Rubin, and Jimmy Arias. And looking forward to a really good-looking final in San Diego. Jimmy, you had a chance to call the semis there yesterday, two three-setters, and now we're getting set for Rude Nori. First time they've ever met at any level. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a very difficult match, to be honest, for both players because you've got one guy in Casper Rude that's been playing so well that loves to hit forehands and control the game with his forehand against a lefty who you don't see. It's not so obvious what weapons that Cam Nori has, but one of the things he uses is leftiness well. He gives you a lot of variety, and he makes players not play their best, which is a nice skill to have. And so this is going to be a very interesting match, a final for both of them. And Kasparud, 4-0 in final so far this year, so a good chance for him to win a fifth title. And, you know, he's been a, a clay court guy. He's been talked about that way, but Kasparud, I think, you have to sort of shed that moniker now. He's becoming a hardcore guy. He is, but this is his first final on hardcore. So, yeah, a little bit of a trickier situation, but he's been playing such great tennis. This is the first time meeting between these two. So it's always a little different when you are in such a, a big match, a final, and you haven't really played the opponent on the other side of the, of the net. But I think for Rude, he's shown the ability to get through some tight situations. He's had you know, opponents that have had different styles. I think that should help him in this match. Uh, with Nori, who is playing tremendous tennis. He is on a high. He's won the most matches this year um, ever in his career, and it should be fantastic. All right. Well, our uh, friend Jimmy Arias will have that call with Russ Thaler at the top of the hour from San Diego. But first, to Chicago now, where the women were in action. A final here between Garbine Muguruza and Anz Jabour. Muguruza only played a couple of matches to get to the final here. And she was looking good. Yeah, we wondered if Muguruza would be ready, if it would affect her negatively. She started well, played well in this first set, but Jabur was just at another level. Came out, had all the shots in the book, hardly missed. And she had the power and then the variety. This was a nasty drop shot. It had this little bit of side spin. It bounced and then went the other way. We're going to see it again. That's how good it was. And this is what Muguruza saw throughout the first set. But to her credit, she got down a set and a break twice. Uh, but here at 3-2, she kept swinging. The backhand started finding uh, the, more of a line drive, started getting better direction. And she would not lose another game, Muguruza. This was a tough service hold. She was up 40-love, 
had to battle to finally take that second set. But once she did, she relaxed even more. She stayed aggressive, kept coming in. Jabur dropped a level. She started making more errors midway through that second set into the third. But a lot of it had to do with how well Muguruza just stayed on her. And once she got a little bit of space, Muguruza, you could just see her start to relax more and was able to close that out, 6-11 the third. All right, so Muguruza, she'd only won one of her last six matches against top 20 opponents, but she gets locked in late and she holds up the trophy in Chicago to take home the win. And there you see the stats. And Chanda, really, the stat that matters here is that last win. Ten games in a row for Rugarutha to close it out. Yeah, that was huge. She just got this momentum swing to go her way, Muguruza, and never relinquish it. You look at the numbers, and for both players, they were pretty good. Winners, unforced errors. But for Jabur, she had only three unforced errors in that first set against 13 winners. That's where she did her most damage. So for the second and third, much worse differential. She dropped off considerably, and Muguruza just maintained and actually got better. Uh, as that match went on. Second serve points won when we were looking at those stats. Only 24% for Jabur during the match. And I think that obviously you saw the match. Muguruza, was she attacking that second A serve? A lot of that happened in the third set, a little bit towards the end of the second. But absolutely, she started finding those returns, trying to move inside the court and dictate. Uh, and that was a big part of why things changed. Did that drop shot that we saw that went sideways, mm -hmm. was that set point when she hit that? That was. Shot? That's yeah. showing you some feel. I mean, that was an incredible was shot. Was that something she could have tried again, or was that a one-in-a-million you know, type she, thing? Once she started missing a little bit, Jabur, though, she couldn't quite get it back, and that's what you saw midway through that second set. It, she just kind of came down off of this tree she was in. I mean, she was hitting shots like that left and right, and it was pretty impressive, and it was credit to Muguruza for just hanging in there. You know how frustrating that can be when you're losing these types of points, and sometimes you feel a little silly, uh, but Muguruza didn't let it bother her. Sometimes when you play too well, at the beginning That's of a true. match, it's mm. difficult to keep that going, yeah. and obviously mm -hmm. that happened with Jabur. She was a little bit better than normal to start yeah. that match. She should have been more normal from start to finish. Well, hope to be, <laughs> yes. Well, despite the loss, Jabur has some things to feel good about coming out of this tournament. If you look at the WTA standings, the race for the finals here, and Jabur is right there. She's standing there ninth. But when you think about the fact that Ash Barty is questionable to play or to, to declare to play in this final, Osaka also questionable. Shabur is in pretty good standing there, and you see Muguruza already in a very good spot. Yeah, she is, and this was an important match for Muguruza. She's now only six points per, behind Sakari, so that gives her maybe a little more space to move up a bit more. But Jabur certainly has a good shot, and there's you know a couple of more weeks of tournaments. Certainly Indian Wells is a huge one, uh, so she's got a chance to make it into there. And we don't know if some of those players that are in will play. Well, we know? do know Saka's not playing anymore this year, so Jabur... It's not official, but she should have yes. at least that Yes, leeway. so she should be able yeah. to get ahead of her. And there's some other players maybe nipping Ash on... Barty. Well, may not maybe not. Come back. Exactly. But there's some players that we didn't show you on that list. Coco Goff was in 12th yes. coming into this week. Mm -hmm. She's going to be playing a few more. Emma Raducanu is yep. 14th, and she's only she's 14th after four tournaments. Yeah. So if she can get another three or four, and she'll be first. Yeah, I think that's, that's why that win. match for Muguruza was so important, because there's still a lot of movement you know, that's taken place. And if you can give yourself a little more cushion, a little more breathing room, that's what you want. Well, on the men's side, someone with a shot to potentially get into the conversation about the tour finals is Yannick Sinner. He's going for back-to-back -back wins in Sofia, Bulgaria. 
taking on Gael Monfils. Nobody beats Yannick Sinner in Sofia, Bulgaria, neither. <laughs> Same thing happens for Gael Monfils, who is playing for 17 years in a row in a final of a tournament. And it was Sinner who sort of in control early, got up an early break, playing the brand of tennis. It's, it's, I don't want to say boring, but he hits the ball huge and similar over and over again, same style, but it's very effective. His emotions are under control at all times. He seems so calm. Hits the ball hard and deep and into the corners. Still learning how to do mid-court stuff, get to the net a little bit more, as you see. Doesn't quite have the flash of Gael Monfils. You watch this match. Who does? Monfils doing all kinds of great things, such as that. He didn't really need to, but it was, it's always fun to watch. And be a shame when he finally retires. It, you know, you gotta be, believe it's near the end. Today it was the youngster, Sinner, in straight sets. And so Sinner, back to back, he's won twice in Sofia within. 12 months, 9-0 across those two tournaments. So obviously at home there in Bulgaria, he holds up the trophy. And Yannick Sinner now actually in the conversation as well for the finals. We'll talk about that in a second. But here you see a big reason why. The last 12 months for Yannick Sinner, four titles to his name. One in Australia there, the Great Ocean Road Open. And then, of course, the inaugural City Open in D.C., uh, sandwiched between the two wins in Sofia. Yeah, I mean, it's always a different feeling when you can defend a title, win back-to-back uh, iterations of an event. And, you know, you started the year in, at the uh, Great Ocean Road Open, one of the lead-up tournaments before the Australian Open. And he's just been one of those guys, you know, pressing, you know, more and more to the top of the game. So we'll see when he gets a bigger breakthrough at a, a major, at a big tournament, certainly some opportunity coming up at Indian Wells. But He's been one of those young guys that is exciting to watch. In spite of Jimmy, you saying this game is a little boring. I like watching when he keeps yeah. pressing. I mean, I like I, the hitting. I did want to find a different <laughs> word because he hits the ball great. I don't yeah. want to make it sound. And he did make a final in Masters 1000 in Miami. Lost to Hubie Hurkacz. That was the only That's final right. he lost mm-hmm. this year. So he can play in the big events, too. I think he's going to be someone that we see at the top of the game for a long time. And I just hope he develops more flair that's all i can say just just for the game of tennis itself i don't want him to be methodically great which he kind of but is. that would work if he is so long as there's players <laughs> around him that aren't mm. and it would work for him obviously if he's methodically it takes great. all types so here's a look at the atp race to turin and there you see sinner sitting there at 10th right now and he's a couple of hundred points behind hercotch so he's got some ground to make up there hercotch at ninth and a lot of points still available. Obviously, we've got Indian Wells coming up, a lot, another Masters as well. So still plenty of time for Sinner and others. There's time, and that's the, my favorite time of the year, sort of the end of the year, watching these guys right on the bubble trying to make it into the Tour Finals, and it's going to be a race for it. That's why I guess they call it the race to Tour, and it is a race, and yeah. you see who gets tight at the end. It's, it's a lot of fun. All right, well, we'll take a break. When we come back, we get you ready for San Diego, a final coming up down there we're excited about. Plus, serve bots used to be kind of a derisive jab. Now it's becoming a brand. We'll talk about this swag that is popping up out there for the serve bots when we come back here on TC Live.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, well, it's coming at us this Wednesday, Indian Wells, the traditionally spring tournament happening in the fall this year, the BMP Paribas Open and Tennis Channel. We are excited to bring you exclusive live coverage, first ball all the way through the finals for both the men and the women starting this Wednesday. We'll start you off with TC Live every single day at 1 o'clock Eastern time. And guys, it is going to be hot at Indian Wells. Remember, this is normally in the spring, a little hotter in early October, Chanda. That's a big number. And you look at that forecast, that's today. That's like right now. But it's not looking like it's going to cool off for the next few days. Yeah, and it's very dry heat. That will be something players have to immediately get used to. We'll probably be wishing for the tournament to be back in March really quickly. But fortunately, we're able to have the event after almost two years. So first and foremost, just happy to be back. But it's going to be scorching, I think. It's a beautiful spot. Everyone loves it. I don't know if they'll love it as much if it's actually going <laughs> to stay 100 degrees when they're mm. playing the matches. But we'll see. They say it's a dry heat, so you know, yeah, that, that's supposed effort. to help. If you've got a night match, it certainly does help you out. All right, well, we're getting ready for down the road from Indian Wells, San Diego. A final coming at us, Cameron Norrie and Casper Rude. These two players coming off three-set semifinal wins yesterday, taking one another on. Here's what happened yesterday as Norrie came through Andre Rublev. Yeah, and Rublev started strong, was hitting the ball huge, just crushing forehands, and was finding the lines at times. And you just wonder, could Rublev keep that up? And Nori was banking on the fact that he couldn't. He kept himself in there, Nori stepping in on shots like that when using his lefty forehand, which can be tricky to read with his backswings. After taking that second set, got it into the third, up a break here. You could see the frustration that kept building for Rublev. He, you could tell, was just didn't seem ready to kind of compete down the stretch, but a lot of that had to do with Nori, how well he kept the pedal to the metal and was able to get through in the third set. Huge win for him. And you see here the road, the rest of the road for Cam Nori, Kepfer in the first round, Dan Evans in straight sets, Shapovalov three and one. So a pretty impressive run for Cam Nori. Yeah, and he's had to play kind of different styles in a way. You know, when you consider, you know, from Evans, who was an attacking player and, and someone he knows, you know, pretty well. Um, and then Shapovalov, who was hitting the ball a little bit bigger. Uh, and then Rublev, who was just crushing it. And he just worked his way through each of those matches. So I think that's been probably most impressive for me about Nori. Meanwhile, Casper Ruud yesterday came through what I thought was really one of the better matches you're going to see against Grigor Dimitrov. This was so exciting because of the shot making and the movement and even the trick shots, which you don't expect from Casper Ruud, by the way. He's normally just lunch pail guy that works really hard. He, I think he was just tired of the crowd cheering for everybody but him in every match that he played. And there was a big Bulgarian contingent here cheering for Dimitrov. 
First set went to Rude. He had a break lead in the second set, and you thought it was going to be all done for Dimitrov because he just doesn't seem as confident as he once did. But he played beautifully throughout this match, and it was a very physical match. The points were long. They were tough. The movement was incredible for both players. It's a shame it ended with that backhand shank because it didn't do justice to the match. We shouldn't have showed you that one point. And Here's a look at how Ru how Rude got to the finals. Andy Murray in the first round. Crowd was all cheering for Murray, not for Rude. Sonego, for some reason, everyone loved Sonego in the crowd, not Rude. He took care of them in straight sets. And then that Dimitrov semifinal that we just showed you where Rude played remarkably well. I'm a little worried that he's tired. He looked as though he got slightly slower as that third set went on because they were physical, physical points. It was a two-and-a-half-hour semifinal. Okay, when we come back, we'll bring you the best of the best, a great week of tennis on three different continents. We'll show, we'll show you some of the best shots we saw. And top of the hour, that final coming at you as we get set for the men's final in San Diego. Cameron Norrie and Casper Ruud back with more TC Live after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. hitting there. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. Mark that down for best of the best. Oh, that's brilliant from Giron. That's very, very clever. Cutting this one off. Surprised himself there. She got away with it, she put. She did. Great skills, ultimately. She went for the single-handed backhand, didn't she? Just couldn't quite get the lob over Shabur's head. Court coverage there, good athleticism. Oh, yes! Such skill from Fritz. He wants a little bit of love from... His home crowd. Oh, from off the screen. Trying to make her move. This is one of the probably the best get of the match. Word. Well, somehow he found a way. Wow, we've seen some improvisation in this game from both men. 
All right, a great best of the best and a little self-defense there in that last one. <laughs> you are very quick whenever that's the area you got to get the racket to. At least that's what I've found. All right, well, we're getting you set for a final in San Diego. There it is, center court at the Barnes Tennis Center. Cameron Norrie and the number two seed, Casper Rude, about to go at it for the trophy at the San Diego Open. And players have been leaving San Diego all week just to drive up to Indian Wells, of course, as that tournament, the BMP Paribas Open, getting set to start Wednesday. And what kind of a drive is it exactly from San Diego up to Indian Wells? We see it here, you know, Southern California, Jimmy, known for its traffic. Which route would you take? I mean, I think I'd always take the one that says two hours and 22 as opposed to three hours and five, no matter what the distance level is I'm going the quickest I can yeah why would you go the other way you know you check back in an hour and it could be completely different I mean the way the traffic changes around here you never know but maybe that's the scenic route you're passing the, some water there it could be could be pretty all I know is I'm going as fast as I can to get out <laughs> get to the next place <laughs> well everybody's there except for the two guys we're about to watch in the final Cam Norrie and Casper Root I'm sure they're happy to make the late trip up to Indian Wells. Let's check in now on the social net. We start with a term that has become quite uh, popular on tour, serve bot. Of course, this is the, the player. It's sort of a derisive term, Jimmy. Guys who just hit big serves and, you know, allegedly don't do much else. And now this is becoming a brand. Fila putting out a little swag with the serve bot sort of design on it. Well, they have some of their players are serve bots. They, they do have Riley Opelka. Yep. They do have John Isner. And so they, they sort of own the serve bots and they might as well sell it in some ways. And that's what, exactly what's happened. I, the serve bots, I'm enjoying that they've actually embraced it because they should. Both yeah. Isner and Opelka should embrace the fact that they serve so well, no one can break them. And they brought Diego Schwartzman into their ranks. So is he now considered a serve bot as well? He's a, res he's a return <laughs> bot. He's <laughs> the opposite. He's, he's kind of like the honorable representative. <laughs> well, he said they're like his brothers at the Labor Cup because they are, they're all so similar in height and yeah. style of play. So I guess he can be an honorary serve bot. All right, well, here is a look at our friend Eugenie Bouchard training, rehabbing, trying to get herself back on tour and she's doing the work there now of course we were very excited that Jeannie she was here at Tennis Channel a couple weeks ago she'll be back with us at Indian Wells so excited to hear about that yeah looking forward to this she'll be uh, joining us at the desk I, I believe so we'll get the chance to work with her uh, again and you know she was just so nice and so easy going uh, when she was here working before and you know, people loved her she did a great job she did a great job and she's trying to get back on the tour though even though she's doing a great job on television yes. she she wants to play and that's what this is all about getting that shoulder ready for 2022 rehabbing not easy but uh, we've been fortunate to have folks taylor townsend this week Jeannie bouchard with us as they get ready well here we go indian wells coming up and here's what our days will look like on tennis channel from Indian Wells. We'll start off every day with Tennis Channel Live. That'll be a one-hour version of TC Live at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Then the day session at 2 Eastern. We'll have live coverage on the regional sports networks as well. They'll be covering different courts, so a lot of action. Then the night session will begin at 9 o'clock Eastern time with encore coverage all night long. So they call it the fifth Grand Slam, and it's going to be treated like one here on Tennis Channel. Back with more TC Live after this.
back here on TC Live as we get you set for a final in beautiful San Diego. Cam Nori and Kasparud coming at us. A men's final at the top of the hour at the Barnes Tennis Center. We'll bring you right there when the players take the court. But meanwhile, as we get set for this match, and then of course for a great week and a half of tennis just up the road from San Diego at Indian Wells, let's talk about some expectations there. Obviously, a lot of top players will not be at Indian Wells. No Federer, no Nadal, no Serena, no Djokovic. So this is an opportunity for some folks to step up and rise, take advantage of the opportunity to get some points and some prize money. Chanda, starting with you, who do you think can seize that opportunity to rise in the desert? You know, I was looking at, on the women's side, a couple of the American players and Jessica Pagula and Danielle Collins. I think they have been playing terrific tennis. They love the hard courts. They have a game that's well-suited for it. Danielle Collins bringing the, in the intensity. And Jessie Pagula, she has just gotten so solid, has so much confidence in bigger matches um, now more than ever. And then Danil Medvedev, I think he would want to take advantage of this opportunity to keep asserting some dominance to move into that spot that's sort of been vacated a little bit as the U.S. Open champ. I think he's been playing that way. Uh, so those would be my picks. Look, all I know is when I picked my risers, I got a little caveat, first of all. I, I feel like Medvedev, obviously, is a guy who's probably going to win the tournament on hard court the way he's been playing. He's a guy. Don't take my fair pick, Jimmy. I'm not <laughs> Don't taking take your, my pick. I'm not taking your pick. And I also want to say the U.S. <laughs> Open, I was worried that it wasn't going to be great because we were missing all these yeah, top yeah. names, and the U.S. Open was still amazing. So this Indian Wells is going to be amazing as well. My picks, however, I, I, I went with Sort of an American theme, first of all. I went with one of the serve bots. The air is hot and light in the desert, so Riley Opelka's serve is going to be popping like you cannot believe. I think Coco Golf is a player that she's close to making Guadalajara the WTA final. She's right on that cusp. I think she has the game to do it. She's hitting the ball very big, maybe, according to Chanda, a little too big these days. She's not using the defense that she can utilize so well normally. And Francis Tiafo, he had a nice U.S. Open. I've been expecting Tiafo for years to have sort of the breakthrough. And he always has disappointed me so far, but he's close. He's close. Maybe this is the week it starts. He played well at the U.S. Open. And you know, that was a story for at least the first week of the U.S. Open. American men who, you know, there's been talk for so many years now, when are American men going to start to make an impact? And, Chanda, we did see some reasons for hope in the first week, especially Brooksby and others playing pretty well. Yeah, and, and Francis Tiafo had a, a fantastic tournament as well. I think there is some, some hope, and I think it's always good when you have multiple players having some success. It motivates the others. It gives you something to shoot for, and it takes all of the pressure and the attention off of just one player. So for different reasons, I think that's going to help having more of those guys kind of uh, contending and, and in that space where they're doing well. I mean, I like Opelka. I mean, he's been, for me, that American guy that's coming and right on the cusp in terms of his complete game. So it's, it's a good thing, pick. It's driven me crazy a little bit about the U.S. men for a while now because I've felt like there's a lot of them, and Opelka was one of them. How can he not be top ten someday? He serves huge. He would win. He would beat most of the tour in a 100-meter sprint. He's unbelievably yeah, fast. He well. Obviously, it takes him a little time to get moving because mm -hmm. he's so tall. And then Taylor Fritz, Francis Tiafo, Tommy Paul, all those guys. Now we got Sebastian Corda and Jensen Brooksby, who doesn't lose, by the way. I know that he just, he just wins every place that he's played. His game looks funky, but he figures out a way to win. 
All right. Well, as we wait for the players to take the court in San Diego, we're going to bring you back some to some momentous events that took place here on TC Live yesterday. That's right. Back by popular demand, it is Jimmy Arias and the Bounce Challenge. Jimmy, I was, breaking the rules in all kinds of ways here, not even going under the ball. I, I always am trying to find a way to get a little edge. So, you know, I broke the rules a little, but you could see by the look on my face that I knew it was going south as, as Chanda's hand had to reach out to knock the ball back in play. Yeah, I, I'm happy to help. Thank though, you Jimmy. for helping. It's a team effort. Yeah. Well, Jimmy did go on to win the actual Bounce Challenge fair and square yesterday. Chanda, sorry, uh, but, but Jimmy had a pretty than, good run. I was better than FAA, though, you, and maybe center. I yes, think I had a few I, more. I think you did. <laughs> I know you'll be training uh, back home in yeah. Louisiana, getting ready for that next time you got a chance to do that. All right, well, we are still waiting for the players to take the court in San Diego. We will take a break. It'll be Russ Thaler and Jimmy Arias on the call, the men's final of the San Diego Open, coming up on Tennis Channel.